Hello and a very warm welcome to our podcast, Successful Students in Transition, A Time to Thrive, hosted by Louise Wiles and myself, Elizabeth Gillis. In our podcast, we aim to support young people as they step out of school life into the world of work and study and help them thrive in this new environment. In the podcast, we'll continue the focus on the move to university. So if you are a first year student or planning to go to university or settling into something new, today is a good listen and we're going to interview a first year student today. In our previous series over eight weeks, we raised and discussed themes of the transition to university and the settling process. We talked about preparation and planning, expectations of what it was going to be like, making friends, organisation for planning and study, checking in with how you're feeling, how you're doing, taking care of yourself, rest, missing home, doubts about your course, managing academics and money, the return home at this at the point of um, you've done your first term and then you're in between second and third. So lots of topics. And we know that this is a time of complex change. If some of those things have resonated with you, you might want to listen back, go and listen back to those previous ones. But today I really want to welcome Sophia. Very warm welcome to you, a first year student. You've done your first term, Sophia. Well done. Um, Louise and I feel it's so important to hear from students about their experience and how this process is going for them. So thanks for joining me today. Hi, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome, Sophia. If I was to take you back to that summer before you went, before that, that process of going to university, that change, when you were getting ready to go to university, what helped you? What are the things that helped you move, make that move? So I have quite a few older friends and both my parents went to university. So a lot of people dotted around many different cities and areas. So I just sent them a message, like an Instagram DM saying, hi, how did you get along? What was your, you know, the most important things that you took with you or just, you know, some tips and tricks. And I also, I planned a trip to go to Liverpool with my friends in that summer so I could familiarise myself with the city you know, see a football game, go into the town centre, just so I felt more secure and confident. So I wasn't turning up on the first day in a brand new place that I had no idea where to go. So you, it sounds like you did a little bit of planning and research about the place and also asking other people what worked for them. And can you share, when, they, when you asked other people, what words of advice did they give you about going to uni? Maybe your mum and dad or other friends. So I was told to, you know, be yourself, some very, you know, the standard, be yourself, be confident, put yourself out there. But I was also told to try new <laughs> things and to I mean, go to all of my lectures, some very, you know, average uh, standard advice. But I was told, you know, put yourself out there, make friends with people that you're not maybe usually friends with because there's so many characters in a bigger place and I come from quite a small village so make friends with people that you might not usually be attracted towards try new things go on walks just more socializing really so nice nice sort of like legwork done there so they said kind of be yourself go and do stuff try new things I, I like it Sometimes universities on their websites, they'll offer some advice and information as well. Did you access that, Sophia? 
Yeah, so I had to do a lot of preparation for starting university, filling out a lot of forms, but also I looked at a lot of the support sites. I mean, my uni are very good with their support team and it's very easily accessible. Also scrolling on the social media sites, looking at the societies, the, the course groups, joining group chats. I mean, the university has a Facebook account with different accommodation group chats, different course group chats. So something that I did is as soon as I found out about my place, I joined all of those group chats, started adding people's phone numbers and social media and just, you know, talking to people. So then when you turn up on your first day, again, you're not on your own. You can go and meet that person on your course for a coffee. You can go and say hi to someone in your corridor. You're not completely alone. And I think my university especially has been really great in offering that support. Yeah, I, it's, it is really important so that you maybe got some names in your head of people that are kind of maybe in your same accommodation or something. And what were you really looking forward to when you were going to university? Well, the independence of traveling and being on my own time schedule. Again, as I said, I live in a very small area, which I'm sure a lot of other people do and going to a new city is quite daunting but you know being able to get the bus by myself wherever I want to be uh, not having to wake up at any particular time cooking when I want to I, I felt like I, I gained a lot of independence and that was really exciting for me because I rely quite heavily on my parents at home and I personally don't drive so but being in a city where you're able to get around by yourself, that was really, really fun for me to be trying out. Yeah. And how did that independence, that sort of step into independent life go? Did it meet your expectations? It did. Um, the first few weeks were quite difficult. I mean, sometimes waking up at three, four o'clock in the afternoon, and you sort of think, oh, my gosh, where's the day gone? But I found I settled in very quickly. I sort of have set myself my own routine. So every day I make a little post-it note of what I'd want to get done. No time constraints, just saying, I don't know, today I want to do my washing. Tonight I'm going to make curry for dinner and then I'll see my friends. So, yeah, I managed to get into a routine fairly quickly. But, I mean, as everyone does, you have the odd day where you just lie in bed or, you know. Not <clears throat> yeah, you've got to treat that quite flexibly, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. And were you, was there anything that you were concerned about in this move? I, I mean, I'm a very sociable person, although I felt sort of, if I don't get myself involved with everything, am I going to miss out on, on something or, you know, miss the boat with meeting people? But I'd honestly say, do what you're comfortable with. If you want to go out every single night and make the most of it, do that. But also, if you want a day to just, you know, sit in your room, FaceTime your friends from home and watch a movie, that's also completely fine. And I learned very quickly that going out and socialising 24-7 isn't always the best thing for yourself. Sometimes you do just need some time to uh, sit at home and recharge. And, you know, it's OK to have a bit of a cry about how you miss your parents or your dog Yes. And I, I thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to be missing out on going to the pub. But it's really not a big deal at all. Yeah, There is that fear of missing out stuff that, you know, if you feel you're not doing it all the time. And it sounds like for you, it's about finding that balance of going out and having some fun and doing stuff, but also 
taking time to recharge your batteries. Yeah. That beginning of term time is really hectic, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's not just kind of fresh as week. It feels like fresh as month or something. Yes. Yeah. What were those first few days and weeks like for you? I was very lucky because my flat is, we're a group of seven incredible people, all from very different areas as well. And I've been very blessed with the two girls on my flat. They are both amazing. We really support each other. Um, sort of going into each other's rooms and just having a chat and watching a film and stuff. Um, first few days were hectic, definitely. I was the last one or one of the last ones to unpack. So then you sort of go into the kitchen, you say hi to everyone. It's all a bit awkward. Yeah. But then within a couple of hours, you're all at the pub together. I mean, it might not be the same for everyone, but I don't know. And then you wake up the next day and you think, oh, my God, I'm here. Yes. You just have to, I think, my first couple of days, I went and did my first food shop, went into town to do some clothes shopping for bits I'd missed. Just making it feel like a normal day-to-day experience. And, I mean, the evenings are obviously crazy with freshers week but yeah just doing normal activities to make you feel like you're at home again yeah so familiarity and also doing all those first the first time you find somewhere that you can go shopping and all those kind of things yeah it's a it's a big task isn't it it's a big task yeah do you have an idea of what student you kind of student you wanted to be like I, I know there's all that there's that independent living and all of you know, you know, going out and cooking for yourself and shopping and all of that. And there's also the, that kind of academic side. Had you an idea of what, you know, the student you wanted to be? Um, well, especially with my course, it's not very, I only have about five or six hours a week of one-to-one time <laughs> and I have a lot of independent reading. So it was quite tricky for me to work out how, you know, academic I wanted to be because I felt like I wasn't doing enough even though I was doing everything required I feel like I'm a fairly social student although I haven't joined societies which I think that's really important to mention actually you don't have to be part of a niche group to be somebody Um, you still meet different people and it's quite nice having those pockets of friends to do different things with I'm I'm out of the flat quite a lot though so I'm I'm always doing something, so very sociable. But again, doesn't always involve drinking. Sometimes just going for a coffee, going to the park, yeah. just going on a walk. Yeah, it's. I think it's quite difficult to categorize myself as a particular student because, as I said, only three months of being there. But yeah. yeah, it's. I'm. I'm still trying to find that balance of how academic versus how sociable I'd like to be. Yeah. And I think you're right there, Sophia, in that it's very early days. You've been there for three months. You know, you've got three years. And so you're finding your way. I I mean, I don't know if you studied um, the subject that you're doing before. So, I mean, I think that's new for you, too. So you're finding your feet in a kind of new environment, learning new things with new people. So it's going to take you time. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, that sociable you, so I've got an idea of what you're going to say to this, This, if I ask you a question about how important was it for you to make friends with, say, if we had a scale of 10 being really important and one not so important, 
um, how how important was it for you to make friends? If it's out of 10, 11. It's, yeah. For me, I <clears throat> love being around people. I love talking. I, I don't stop talking ever. So I love having someone to just listen to me waffling on. But as I said, yeah, different groups of people for different things is really nice. So I have my friends that I go to lectures with, my flatmates, um, people that I go out with. And then it's nice when everyone mixes together and you introduce people to uh, to each other. But definitely, again, not necessarily with drinking and going out, but put yourself out there in terms of knock on that person's door and say hello. If someone's sitting by you in a lecture, ask them where they're from and, you know, how they're getting along. Because I met so many people purely just from sitting on a bus and they sit themselves next to me and we start talking and turns out they're in the flat above me and etc so yeah friends very important to me I I think that just having the courage and or confidence or you know those skills that you've got just talk to people because you you just never know don't do you what's gonna they could they end up your life partner or a very good friend or something and sort of do you feel you've got a, a group of fellow students that you can that you can kind of be yourself with and talk to with have you got that yet absolutely I mean I was very lucky that I had two people from my hometown come to Liverpool with me so my boyfriend's best friend and then a girl I went to school with who is in my form group and they're both in my current friendship group and I'm living with them next year alongside some other new people so I was very fortunate to already have that comfortability with those people so then allowing to be myself with them with other people around definitely I I found out very quickly you just have to be yourself you can't impress other people and if they don't like you for you there's thousands of other people in the city to um be friends with again I'm quite confident so I'm not I'm not too fussed how people view me if people like me great but if not I don't take that to heart too much so yeah definitely be yourself and if people are similar to you in that sense, perfect. But if not, it's not the be all and end all. I, I agree. And <clears throat> there, there was one of the podcasts ages ago when we were talking about friendships um, for young people in work or university. And there was some research around that it, took, it was taking about five and a half months, six months of really quite intensive um, talking and effort to make those friends. So you for three months at university, so you've done really well. You've Thank done really you. Well. I, we've talked a little bit about your, your setting yourself routines and getting down to study. And just, just kind of, if you can just talk a little bit about your expectation and the level of work that's kind of expected at university. I know it's early days. Is it kind of like you expected or less or more? I definitely expected it to be hard. I mm-hmm. mean, it's university, it's never going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But I, so doing A-levels was obviously very intense, especially with exams. And it has been quite nice with my course, especially. I don't have much one-to-one time. So I have, I can make my own schedule with my reading. And that is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've read textbooks and stuff for A-levels, but this is a completely new step up it's not what I imagined but in the best possible way it's 
it's challenging, but you you feel very rewarded when you're reading a really academic text and you go, oh, okay, I understand that. It's finally yeah. making some sense. I mean, yeah, first year, they you'll always have slightly less work, but I think because you're paying to be there as well, you feel obligated to try and to, you know, maybe not miss your lectures as much and do that assessment and do that reading. So, yeah, I'm definitely still settling in, but I've established some sort of routine now. And that's really helpful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I don't know, but if you did need some help with anything kind of academically, do you know where you would go for help, Sophia? Yes, I again, I'm very lucky to have sort of four or five different point of calls. So my lecturers being one, I have a personal academic advisor who... I can have just one-to-one sessions with they have nothing to do with my course so it's almost a a form tutor thing so much student support which can be accessed anonymously online or you can email them or just go to their room but my uni are very very on it especially with mental health and disabilities they give a lot of support and at the beginning of term they sent out probably 30 plus emails so you you don't have to look for it. It it is offered, hmm. especially in my case, it was very much offered as opposed to searching through hundreds and hundreds of rooms trying to find. That, a that's reassuring, isn't it? That you yes. know people are being proactive and saying, "If you need help, this is where you go. This is what you do." One of the things we had because last term in that first that settling in um, phase, we had eight weeks of podcast for students when they're settling into university and thinking about things and one of the things we did you know maybe week four or five was to check in with themselves just think about how you're doing with regards to you know where you've got all these balls in the air that we talked about you've got going to your lectures um cooking exercising going out with others joining societies you know doing finding where you go shopping all this kind of stuff and we it's new, you know, and it is learning to be independent. And we ask students to, can you check in with you, yourself? How are you doing? Notice the good stuff that you're doing well, but notice maybe if you've got some challenges or things to change. I don't know if you kind of formally did that, but if you were to do it now, what would you notice that you're doing well and maybe some things that need to be changed in term two? Um, so I went home in November for a few days, just sort of see my family and for my birthday. And I think that sort of halfway mark, I think it was pretty much halfway through. I remember being at home and thinking, gosh, I really I don't feel at home and in, in where I am at uni and at my home home. So that was a bit difficult. And I again, I had a little bit of a cry had a hug with my parents and sort of sat down and we said, right, what can we do? So what has really helped me is planning for when my parents can visit or when I'm going to visit my friends, other universities. I think as far as I'm aware, other people might say differently. I think I've done pretty well in looking after myself. As I said earlier, it is okay to just take that evening where you say you don't want to go out. Other people may disagree, but I think I've definitely sort of looked after myself in the sense of I'm a, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to make meals for myself every single night. 
I'm able to get out of bed and do my cooking and my cleaning and socializing. Yeah, I think definitely just having those even daily check-ins of what what you want to do today, what you'd like to achieve can be really helpful. As I said with my little post-it notes I make every day, it's really satisfying to cross off, you know, the stupid little things, make something for dinner, I don't know, clean my bathroom sink, organize my makeup drawers. But that can be really rewarding and make you feel like you've accomplished something, even when you're feeling, you know, like you're alone in a, a massive space. And you reminded me there, Sophia, that, you know, some of these things don't have to be big things. You know, they can be that small thing like buying a loaf of bread or a sink or whatever it is. Those small things can be the often lots of those small things can make you feel really good and feel really settled about where you are. So I, I, I think that's a great thing to do. You know, with all this kind of new stuff and you've already said some things about it, but um, you being able to take some time out and recharge your battery and what kind of signals were around for you that were there to say actually this is a night you need to stay at home Sophia you don't need to go out for another night how did you know that I'm quite a big sleeper so if I noticed you know so if I were to get up and get on with my day and then sort of four or five o'clock I'm still not feeling myself as it were still feeling a bit tired um definitely if there's any doubt in your mind about, oh, I'm not sure if I should. I know people say, oh, come on, you'll enjoy it once you're out. But sometimes it is best to say, actually, no, I'm going to save my money, going to have an early night in, face on my friends or watch some telly. Yeah, I think tiredness for me was the biggest. Mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate that I've had a very steady mental health being at university. But I know that an off day or feeling a bit anxious can sometimes it's more than just oh if you go out you'll forget about it mm. so definitely just taking that look at yourself in the mirror almost and going how do I actually feel today yeah. can it be brushed off within a couple of drinks and an hour with my friends or do I just need to look after myself have a nice shower and get into bed early yeah and it is so important because nobody's there. No parents are there saying, remember, you've got this nine o'clock school tomorrow or anything like that. So that is part of that, this independent life about saying, well, if there is a doubt in you or if you do notice you're tired, make yourself that priority, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. We we kind of, we maybe have talked about this as well, but in transitions, kind of that new going from a, from a place you know really well, being settled somewhere to moving to a new place, there's often that dip. And that dip can make you, maybe like you felt a little bit like homesick, or you can start to ask, well, I don't feel home there and I don't feel home there yet. So you're kind of between places. Um, and you might have seen it in other people as well. Did I think when you were saying it sounded to me like that you had kind of halfway through November, you experienced a little bit of a dip. Is that right? Yes. I mean, it was very like on a superficial level. It was just, uh, you know, had the first few weeks of a really intense time and then coming home to this very quiet village with not a lot going on. And you're missing uni, but also you don't want to leave your parents and your dog and your family. Yeah. I, th- I think it's it's a it's a tricky time that that when 
you know, you're getting settled and you've left home and kind of things have left you've left behind and you're not really settled somewhere else yet. It's it's that kind of dip sometimes happens. And I think it's something that um, you know, I talk to students a lot about that the dip is really quite common because that friendship frenzy that goes on in the beginning of Freshers Week, it's all exciting, it's all new. And then there's a realization, ah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for a long time. It's not just a holiday. And so that dip can sometimes be. So it sounded like that kind of quick visit back home for you was a good thing. That hug from your parents, that reassurance. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I was I, I was home for, I think, just under a week. And I remember being put back on the train back up to Liverpool. And I was thinking, I don't want to go. I want to stay at home. But honestly, within a couple of hours, I was greeted at the front door with my two flatmates who were just amazing, like literally a cup of tea in hand ready to give to me. And I think we were going out that night. So if you're surround, able to surround yourself with the right people, it's actually really interesting to me. And I think about it quite a lot. I've only known these two girls for three months mm-hmm. and you feel like you've known them forever. I've been very lucky that because we're all very different as well. They aren't the people that I'd maybe be friends with at, you know, sixth form or secondary school. But it's so lovely and refreshing to have those new friendships. And I feel like I can go to them about everything and anything, sometimes more so than some friends from home, because it, it, they understand different things and it's a fresh perspective. So, uh, yeah, I've been very lucky to be able to come back to them and say, look, I'm really missing home today. And for them to turn around and say, well, we'll stay in tonight and just watch a film then, which has been really lovely. Yeah. And my guess is you wouldn't be the only one feeling like that. No, not at all. I think, I mean, especially us three girls, I think in my flat, we've all had our moments of feeling low and homesick and, you know, going home to see your parents or parents coming up. And I think that's been, I think we've, I'd like to think at least we've really supported each other. But it can be hard because you, at the end of the day, you haven't known them that long. You don't really know what support to offer them. So I, I, I would say, if someone who you've not known for very long is going through a bit of a hard time, ask them what they want, ask them what's best to support them with. Because sometimes you do just want a bit of alone time. Yep. Sometimes you want someone to drag you out of your room, say, "Come on, let's go and make you something to eat," or I don't know. Yeah, really, really nice point, Sophia. You know, ask them what they need. And, you know, they might know what they need. They might not know. So, you know, having having made those sort of friendships and being honest about how you're feeling is really important. Mm. And what about that home for the holidays as you are still <clears throat> in your home at the moment and going back to university tomorrow? What have been the highs and lows about being home? A low has definitely been not knowing where everything is. I've <laughs> been packing for about six hours and I can't remember what I'd left up at uni and what is in my wardrobe. It's been absolute (laughs) chaos. Um, I think Lowe's, I I was very lucky to have, I think, about six or seven weeks off, so a very long time. And especially in the last couple of weeks, I've definitely felt very excited to go back up. Don't get me wrong, I love being at home and seeing all my friends and my partner, but it's... You, you're always ready for the next thing 
and everyone else from uni is back up already and I'm sort of the last one waiting to go up and go and see everyone again and go on a night out but I think being at home do the things that you would have done before you went to uni go and visit that same park go to the same I don't know pub nightclub I went back to see my old school to collect my A-level certificates. Just talking to my old teachers and they've invited me back at Easter to talk to some of the students and I've sort of gone, oh, I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm only like six <laughs> months older than them and I now feel like I'm 20 years older than them going back. But you know, Sophia, just like you asked other people who'd been to university, you know, this is their chance to ask you because you've got really relevant recent experience too of what it's like. And you're <clears throat> you kind of you're honest about you're not saying, oh, everything's wonderful, everything's great. <clears throat> you know that there's highs and lows of things and the things that kind of help you and the things to kind of do. So I think you'll be a huge asset to your school you. when you go back. Thank you. Um, so let's just kind of do a little bit of wrap up in the at the end about. This term, what's been the best bit about it? What's been the most rewarding thing being a first termer at university? I think for me, definitely the people. I obviously I'm still in touch with all my friends from home, but it's very exciting for me every time you go out, sort of seeing a new face, and that's really rewarding for me to sort of build my social group and building experiences of doing new things, trying out different music venues, going to different sort of nights out. Um, and yes, definitely the independence has been really rewarding for me. I finally feel like I can come home now and I'm able to cook for myself and I'm not leaning on my parents constantly. I, I feel like an adult now. Which is lovely, isn't it? <clears throat> What's been the biggest challenge, do you think? Yeah. Um, not so much now, definitely in the few weeks, first few weeks, the self-discipline of telling yourself to get out of bed and you need to go and get your food shopping. You can't order another takeaway. You've, you've got to do it. But that came with, no one helped me with that. That was myself pushing myself. And I think that has also been really rewarding knowing that I am able to do it and I don't need someone telling me to. But yes, the self-discipline of, come on, you do need to go to your 9am lecture when you've only had four hours of sleep. <clears throat> so that little bit of internal coach coaching along. Yeah. yeah, Nice. Any surprises for you there at university? I think, and I don't know why I thought this, and I'm sure a lot of other people did, I expected to turn up on the first day and that everyone would be really I don't know they'd already have their groups and you'd sort of be trying to fit in but everyone's in the same boat and I, I for me I never felt left out once because everyone is sort of pushing to make those friends and to do those things and I think also a lot of people are different and you don't you don't meet everyone that you do like and I'm that's the same in any social setting but it's I've I've definitely had some challenges with people not always agreeing on what everyone has to say, but having that confidence to and that self-assurance of going, actually, no, I don't need everyone to like me. 
and also I don't need to like everyone and but that's fine because when you're sort of maturing and understanding these new situations that's okay to be civil with someone and to agree to disagree with the silly things like the kitchen and stuff but I've learned very quickly that because everything's new people settle in very quickly in the sense of people will tell you what they think quite early on and you have to learn to sometimes maybe shut your mouth in in response yeah yeah and uh, yeah it's about how you make friends and you know pursuing the people you want to make friends with you know talking spending time more with them than the people that you feel that you that aren't going to be potential friends if you were to say two or three things that you think is essential for students to know about this transition you might already said it but in a summary what would you say two or three things definitely put yourself out there I mean that's easy for me to say because I'm a sociable person but definitely don't hide in your room on those first few days because I think they are the most important don't try and be someone else stick to your own morals and values and standing up for yourself for what's right as well make yourself present I think and sort of stand your ground and say this is who I am I'm not going to change for anyone I've come to a new city a new place you don't have to meet anyone's expectations you need to be who you are and if people don't like you for that there will always be someone that will I like that idea, Sophia, about being present, being present in the person that you are, you know, what you're doing while you're in this 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 new place doing these new things. Fantastic. I'm sure you go and talk to these students in your school. You said the same things to them as you've said today. They will be enlightened. (laughs) Thank you so much. Sophia, for spending this time with me today when I know you're going off to university tomorrow. Hope you have a wonderful second term. Thank you. And and enjoy it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much to Sophia for participating in this conversation and sharing her experience and reflections on her first year at university so far. I love her takeaway about the value of being true to yourself in terms of sticking to your own values and standing up for yourself. So important. University life socially and academically will throw some big curveballs your way and knowing who you are and what matters most to you will really help you as you work your way through them. If you'd like to listen to other students' experiences, then take a look at the other interviews in this series where we speak to Evie, Sam and Theodora. Also, a good listen for the advice and suggestions made is episode 60, an interview with three members of the student support and wellbeing team from the University of Bristol. In this episode, it was really great to hear that Sophia valued the support provided by her university. So remember, help is out there. Please, if you're struggling in any way, go and ask for help. The services are there to support you. Finally, Sophia talked about the importance of taking a break and prioritising sleep. If you find you're burning the candle at both ends and feeling a bit frazzled as a result, episode 25, Why Sleep Matters, and episode 27, Do You Rest Enough, will make for some interesting listening. So thank you once again for listening. We really appreciate you. 
please help us to grow the podcast audience by sharing it with your friends and follow us on Instagram, Successful Student Transitions. And also leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. And now for the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information in this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.